0: Welcome to the Inner Source Healing Podcast, the program about healing from toxic abuse. My name is Deborah Ashway. I'm a mental health therapist and a licensed clinical addiction specialist. But I also have been where you are now and have experienced the devastating effects of toxic abuse. It has been a long journey through the path of healing. But when we finally awaken from the trance that we so easily fall into around toxic people, Life can be absolutely amazing. It's like you can finally breathe, live, and experience life in full, vivid, extraordinary color. I want to help people get there by healing from dependency, codependency, trauma, and abuse. The healing process brings us through long-standing perceptions that have held us back from experiencing a more fulfilling and meaningful life. this episode is focused on feeling your emotions in order to heal them there is literally no other way to heal from difficult emotions other than to feel it you gotta feel it to heal it what i've learned from trauma focused therapy approaches is that we need to feel our emotions we all want to avoid dismiss deny run away from distract ourselves, do anything we can around difficult and hurtful feelings to get away from difficult and hurtful feelings. But the only way to heal is to feel. This actually activates the natural healing process and it frees us from the debilitating effects of unresolved trauma and deeply buried emotions. So without going through this difficult part of our journey, we will end up living with chronic tension, anxiety, depression, apathy, low energy, depleted self-esteem, irritability, difficulty, focusing, troubled relationships, and so many more problems that really aren't worth living with for the simple reason of avoiding pain. So it's kind of like a choice. Do you want to live with all of that? And avoid the difficult painful emotions for a little while or do you want to feel those very painful emotions which nobody actually does want to feel that but the payoff is that you also heal all of those other things this episode explains body-based trauma release approaches that help break the trauma cycle when we have been submerged in toxicity such as being in a toxic relationship, we become altered in a way that disconnects us from our true selves. And we might be aware of this and we might try to change our thinking or our behavior or our situation and do all kinds of things to get back to how we know we are at our soul level. Our behavior or our situation, we might be able to change some things about that but if we don't change at a deep emotional level we're going to continue on the same patterns when we begin to wake up first to the emotional violations that we have experienced and then second to who we have become and to to who we are being at this moment and decide to change things that is the moment that we begin to transmute the raw material of our experience our experience is held in deep emotional memories that are stored in the body when emotions are stored in the body the conscious part of the brain doesn't know the difference between past experiences and current experiences and we can potentially live the same emotional state such as anger or sadness day after day, month after month, and year after year until it is consciously experienced and processed. When you don't break the trauma cycle, you're going to find yourself in the same situations, the same relationships over and over and over again until you resolve this. There's no getting around that. You have to feel this. And the sooner that you recognize this, the more excited you might become about actually feeling some of this stuff. You might want to get away from this stuff so bad or stop meeting the same people, stop being in toxic relationship after toxic relationship, whether it's um, a friend or co-workers or um, intimate relationship, you want to break that pattern. So basically, the bottom line is we cannot heal without feeling. The protective part of our brain provides a really good service to us. by It does. It works hard to protect us from feeling pain. And therefore, we can go on functioning day to day. We can get our daily routines done. We don't have to worry about breaking down and crying or having an emotional outburst because the protective part of our brain shoves all of that stuff away from us. In order to function but it also does us a disservice as far as healing from the unresolved trauma our brain is designed to keep us from feeling pain which is great because like I said it allowed us to go on and function with daily activities however as it protected us from feeling pain it had to put that pain somewhere emotions are energy It, it has to go somewhere so that energy Usually, if we don't experience it, and if it never gets processed, then the emotional energy gets stored inside our bodies somewhere. Our bodies absorb it and hold it for us, which is great in all, except that it stays there. It's an emotional energy. It's kind of like in, I always imagine it to be like in a bubble, stored away in our body, and when. Whenever we are triggered by something or around a similar sensory input that hits that neural network of similar associations, then that bubble responds, sending up signals so that we start feeling all of those things all over again, which our brain, the protective part, quickly goes into action and shoves it back down, keeping it stuck. So that it lives there forever and ever until we consciously bring it to our attention and process it and then reorganize it. But it is an energy. And and if you want to heal from some of this unresolved trauma or some of this unresolved pain, which we do get a lot of, we are, if we are in a toxic relationship, if we are surrounded or exposed to toxic behaviors, Then there are several occasions where you have exposure to hurt and pain. And this does, it does a number on you. I mean, it will get stored. So the goal here is to heal. And in order to heal, we need to feel. And in order to feel, we need to bring this pain, this emotional this negative energy or painful energy bubble into our awareness how do we bring emotions that are buried somewhere in our body in our subconscious into the conscious awareness and and that's the tricky part emotions are energy and nothing but energy they don't have anything that our brain can recognize since we experience our world through our sensory inputs taste touch smell sight and sound that's how our brain interprets the world around us our brain has no way of understanding emotions because emotions don't have any of those factors or qualifying characteristics the only thing that emotions have the energy um, is the way that the only way that we can interpret it is the way that it makes us feel so without these descriptors, without these characteristics, it is difficult to bring it into our consciousness. And therefore it becomes difficult to manage. That's how it remains hidden. And this is why I always ask my clients to get really creative with the emotions. And I'll have them do an exercise that helps bring them, bring the emotions into focus and use descriptors that our brains can understand. The exercise is to think of an emotion and try to give it as many qualifying characteristics as possible. Sometimes I'll have them draw it out because it just gives us one more layer of visualizing it. So for example, think of an emotion such as anger and now start assigning sensory characteristics to it, anything that we would be able to see, hear, smell, touch, taste. And so if anger had a color, what color would it be? And you know, think of that. What color would it be? What's the first color that comes to your mind when you think of anger? If you said red, then you are like within 99% of everybody else. Everybody always seems or almost everybody says red. So there might be something there to that energy, that frequency that red has in the frequency of anger. So assign it a color. And if it had a shape, what shape would it be? How would it sound? What texture would it have? What substance would it be? What would be made out of? Solid, liquid, gas, something in between? Where would you feel it in your body? And once you locate that, how much space does it occupy? And does it radiate throughout your body or beyond your body? So, anything that can make this energy of an emotion more tangible to the brain so that we can bring it into the outer cortex, where the language center, processing center, anything where it is in our consciousness. So, if we can bring it out there and gain some conscious awareness of it, then we can gain some control over it. So these, there's a lot of feelings, there's a lot of feelings that feel good, and that's where we always want to be and stay, and that's what we always want to experience. And then there's a lot of feelings that hurt and feel really horrible, and which, is, which is what the protective part of our brain tries to keep us from feeling, so that we can go on and function throughout our day. The painful feelings are what we need to work on, though. Because those are the ones that are hiding from us. And those are the ones that are keeping us stuck. So you might notice that when you do begin to bring some of the difficult emotions into your awareness, the more difficult ones are like shame, rejection, loneliness, failure, those kinds of things. They tend to maybe make an appearance, but slip away really quickly, or they get covered up by other safer emotions, such as anger. Anger is a safer emotion. Um, And the trick is then to find these emotions. Where did it go? Where in the body did it go now? Or to move the anger out of the way, or any other emotion that might come up to distract us. Sometimes stories come up to distract us from these emotions. But the idea is to find this energy that hurts and stay with it for a little while. Let it linger. Let your brain know that you can handle this. You can face it. Get that protective part out of the way long enough to know that you can, you can sit with this for a little while. Your brain doesn't know that it can handle it. So you have to force yourself to be uncomfortable with it. Having the courage to break free of this addictive nature of avoiding negative feelings requires self-love, a lot of self-compassion. When the difficult emotions are felt and experienced, it is only then that we are free. Releasing yourself of attachments can transform you into a living example of liberation and a true source of inspiration to others. Become the observer of emotions. Become curious about the self and the neural pathways that have been wired to cause certain thoughts, behaviors, and moods. When you are actively observing, you are no longer in the automatic programmed state that those neural pathways set you up for. You might notice anger coming up. Recognize that. Look at it. Name it call it out and say okay get out of the way I need to feel this pain for a little bit and while you're doing that bring a higher form of energy in to mix it in like love think of something that makes you smile think of something that you love if it's a person a place an animal if it's nature bring that energy in you also have that and that is a very healing energy and know that while you're while you're in this these feel-good feelings this good this energy that we always want to be in that we can process this painful energy it makes it a little bit easier it almost helps anger to step aside long enough to be able to feel this because we have to feel it it's not going to last forever it'll come and go in waves you you feel it for a little bit it'll feel really really bad bring it into your awareness name it sit with it here's some ways to cope with some of these difficult emotions when they do come up express it draw it out write about it sing about it dance move maybe go running or exercise or something anything to express this energy any it needs to be expressed and you want to do it in a safe way you don't want to go smashing things and then regret that later and you don't want to yell at somebody and then regret that later those are negative ways you want to do this in a positive way so writing is pretty safe drawing Like I said, if you're in a car by yourself and nobody can hear you, maybe you need to just kind of scream and get it out of you. Um, If you have like a kick bag or a punching bag or something like that, maybe you could do something like that. Crying, sometimes that helps release some of the painful emotions, but they need to be expressed. That's why you see so much artwork and the the artwork that really resonates with us and the reason that it resonates is because there is an emotional connection someone was able to express their emotions and others are able to receive that and feel it that's why expressive art is another good way to cope with some of these difficult emotions Um, sometimes sound helps just listening to music um, sometimes even listening to to like tones like the Tibetan singing bowls and if it's at the right frequency maybe it resonates with whatever the energy is or the emotion is the emotional energy that you're feeling that can really help move that through the idea is to move this emotion through get it through your body breathe it in and exhale it, but get it moving, get it unstuck. Another way to cope with some of these difficult emotions is through meditation. Sometimes that's hard because we don't know how to do it or our brains won't stay still enough for us to do it so try different ways of meditating you can use like visualization techniques maybe focusing on something pretty simple or you know focusing on something in nature and just kind of watching that and meditating on something beautiful while you're feeling something painful that helps again that helps move some of this through so that we can heal from these very difficult emotions. The goal here is to heal. Process these negative emotions, and the way to do it, bring it into your awareness and actually feel it. I promise you, it is worth it. It is so worth it. It's so much better than living with that constant pain of the emotional pain, depression, or anxiety, or just underlying tension that's because we're not feeling these negative emotions we're not processing them so I know that it sounds painful and it's not fun and nobody wants to do it and whenever I work with clients on this this is their least favorite part and a lot of times um, you know that you can see the fight the internal fight going on and the struggle sometimes it takes a long time we know this at a deep level we know that we all have the ability to overcome obstacles. And that's why we watch movies and store and read books and listen to stories. We love stories and most good stories involve characters that have overcome obstacles. They have persevered and we know that we can do this and become greatness. This is where greatness lives on the other side. Of the obstacle surround yourself with like-minded souls others that are on the same pathway of healing and you will notice that some people in your life might not be comfortable around you when you free yourself of emotional addiction they might not be ready it's kind of the same thing for alcoholics um, they need to surround themselves with different people who aren't drinking and the people that they had been hanging out with that drink heavily may no longer be comfortable with a person in recovery. It's the same thing because this is an addiction. It's an emotional addiction. So they might not, some people might not be ready and others you might serve as an example of what they need to know and what they need to do and some of them will want to go with you, but some of them might not yet have the courage, which would cause an internal conflict for them. So your relationships will change and that's okay. Make room for those that want to join you on your journey. There is a term in physics called entrainment, which refers to the synchronization of organisms to an integrated frequency or rhythm the basic principle tells us that when we maintain a certain vibrational frequency in this case emotional energy eventually others will start to vibrate at the same frequency or what can happen also is that two both parties will find a common frequency one will come down and one will come up and match the uh, and match somewhere in the middle the energy level so this is where you want to stand strong and refuse to drop to others lower level of suffering refuse to allow them to use you to maintain their own addiction refuse to meet them on their level once you go through the process of feeling and healing your own emotions and you elevate your own emotional vibrational frequency you become an influence a pillar of strength so that others can either choose to rise up with you or move on. This is how you heal. This is how we get through it. You're not alone. If you'd like more information, if you would like to send me questions, please visit my website at www.InnerSourceTherapy.com.